Revelation chapter 16, beginning in verse 8. The fourth angel poured out his bowl upon the sun, and it was given to it to scorch men with fire. Men were scorched with fierce heat, and they blasphemed the name of God who has the power over these plagues. And they did not repent so as to give him glory. The wrath contained in the fourth angel's bowl is particularly fearsome. Its contents are poured on the sun. The result is to increase the intensity of our closest star's energy to a level causing mankind on earth to have their skin to change texture. Think about the worst sunburn you have ever had or witnessed. Imagine the skin blistering from overexposure. Consider a person making their way across the worst desert, like the Devil's Anvil in Lawrence of Arabia. Now, envision the damage of this passage happening in an instant. What is even worse, like that is even possible, is the reaction of mankind remaining on earth during the Great Tribulation. They blasphemed the name of Almighty God they cursed the only one who can save them. And they avoided the one action that could save them, repentance. The lost are so bereft of faith that they consider the eternal an adversary. To apply another movie quote, they chose poorly. Continuing in verse 10. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom became darkened. And they gnawed their tongues because of pain. And they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores. And they did not repent of their deeds. In case you were wondering, the throne of the beast was first introduced by Christ in chapter 2 in his message to the church in Pergamum. I know where you dwell where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast my name and did not deny my faith even in the days of Antipas, my witness, my faithful one, who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. Satan allowed the Antichrist to occupy his throne as we read in Revelation 13 too. 
and the beast which I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were like those of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. It is this throne that is the object of the wrath of the fifth bowl. The result is immediate and devastating. First, there is the darkness cast upon the kingdom of the Antichrist. Exodus chapter 10 verses 21 to 23 is brought to mind. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward the sky, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even a darkness which may be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky, and there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the sons of Israel had light in their dwellings. Unlike the darkness in Egypt, there is no expiration for the darkness of the fifth bowl. Again, the reaction of those who worship the beast is inconceivable. The incredible pain of the burns and sores caused them to bite their tongues. Maybe they think the pain of a chewed tongue is preferable to the afflictions of the wrath of God incurred thus far. Again, the blasphemy. Again, the hardened hearts refusing to repent of their deeds. That, dear listener or reader, is a world-class kind of stubbornness. Pharaoh was a collaborator in comparison. Almost as an anticlimax, the next event is delivered. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river, the Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way would be prepared for the kings from the east. The Euphrates figures prominently in the Bible with it being described as bordering the Garden of Eden from Genesis chapter 2. Now a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden and from there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first is Pishon. It flows around the whole land of Havilah where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. The Pdellum and the onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon, and it flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river 
is Tigris. It flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. It was also named as one of the borders of the land God granted to Abraham's descendants. From Genesis chapter 15, verse 18. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I have given this land. From the river of Egypt as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. The prophet Jeremiah described how the waters of Babylon, the region currently including Syria and Iraq, would dry up as punishment for their idolatrous practices. The devastation being so complete as to render the region, once part of the so-called Fertile Crescent, uninhabitable. Jeremiah chapter 50, beginning in verse 38. A drought on her waters, and they will be dried up. For it is a land of idols, and they are mad over fearsome idols. Therefore, the desert creatures will live there along with the jackals. The ostriches also will live in it, and it will never again be inhabited or dwelt in from generation to generation. The sixth bowl of wrath is obviously different from the first five. The effects of the five plagues preceding are immediate and devastating. Here, we have a plague that provides a prelude. The effect of the Euphrates drying up is a precursor to war. And this is not just any regional or even global conflict. Chapter 1, verse 7. Turn and set your journey, and go to the hill country of the Amorites, and to all their neighbors in the Arabah, in the hill country and in the lowland, and in the Negev, and by the seacoast, the land of the Canaanites, and Lebanon, as far as the great river the river Euphrates. Joshua 1.4 From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun, will be your territory. The Lord has previously, in the third plague, turned the fresh waters of the great river into blood. Here, 
as prophesied many centuries before, a way is prepared for massive armies to make their way unimpaired to the ultimate battleground. Daniel 11.44 But rumors from the east and from the north will disturb him, and he will go forth with great wrath to destroy and annihilate many. Isaiah 11.15 And the Lord will utterly destroy the tongue of the sea of Egypt, and he will wave his hand over the river with his scorching wind, and he will strike it into seven streams and make men walk over dryshod. Isaiah 41, verses 2 through 4. Who has aroused one from the east, whom he calls in righteousness to his feet? He delivers up nations before him and subdues kings. He makes them like dust with his sword, as the wind-driven chaff with his bow. He pursues them, passing on in safety by a way he had not been traversing with his feet. Who has performed and accomplished it, calling forth the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, am the first, and with the last, I am he. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy, and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near.